If you'd like to help us pay our guests and produce the show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash what's my thesis. And my dream is to one day be able to compete with the rates that adjunct professors get at universities. And I'd like to achieve that by never having to take any advertising money. So if you're into that ambition, consider donating to the show and help us put money in artists' hands. Also, it occurred to me that there's a bunch of people that listen to the show that know things that I have no idea about. So if you rate us five stars and you teach me something in the review, I'll read it on the show and give you a shout out because it helps us grow and that's going to be good for my ambitions of not taking advertising money and getting donations that will help uh, propel the show forward to a new phase of being able to put more resources into the show and more time. Yeah, yeah. I would say I'm definitely most interested in the worthless areas. Yeah. Welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza. Every week, my guests and I share the answers we found to the questions we have. Join us as we explore and expand our worldview through research and ask, what's my thesis? And today, I am on my best behavior because I have someone who, whose career is in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Katie Klein. Thank you. How are you? I mean, not that I'm a... a, a I, I'm not a career maker. I'm definitely a career breaker, though. <laughs> if I, if, I, I don't know. It's it, I. You were on this leftist podcast. I I just showed uh, the last day of school. You know, I think it's fun to show the kids a documentary about photography, and they're all completely checked out, right? And yeah. so. Um, I showed them Everybody Street. I don't know if you've seen it Who's before. That? It's just a nice uh, documentary about New York Street photographers, and it has like a whole range of ages and backgrounds. And, so, like, who, who who's in it? Um, Boogie, uh, Joel Meyerowitz, uh, Jeff Mermelstein, um, Martha Cooper, I believe. This is from what? It's it's it kind of covers uh, more like late twentieth century photographers. Okay. I realize now, like you have to speak in like the twentieth century is like yeah yeah, yeah. no now that we're I didn't twenty study years any of those folks yeah <laughs> no, and 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 so and I'm realizing now like is this even pertinent for kids yeah, yeah but the reason I brought it up is because there's like cuss language and drug use and yeah, violence yeah, yeah. and nudity and um. They're, they don't care. No yeah. one cares. The, oh, really? That's just life. That's like, <laughs> that's what we see all the time. I think, and you have access to all the time, um, yeah. especially well, in high we, school. We're in a uh, post-school uh, shooting society, so, yeah. so their lives are a little bit more different than... Oh God! And, and, and less precious. Not to start on that note. <laughs> yeah, no, but and it, and it happens so quickly that the generation gap occurs, yeah. and then just 
Well, it, it happens even faster now, I think, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like like our generation, I don't I mean, I'm assuming you're we're somewhat the same age. Yes. But uh 36. I'm 36. Th- okay, I'm 39. Cool. Uh so yeah, I, I didn't realize how close I was to 40 until this birthday. And now I'm like, okay. I guess this podcast is just a midlife crisis that I'm on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Becoming self-aware of like why I'm like extra motivated to do something extra. But, um, but yeah, I think that like for us, we saw our, we, we kind of saw our parents' world a little bit more Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, I don't think that our kids can, or, I mean, I don't have kids, but I don't right. think that you... I know you have a daughter. Yeah. And it just one? Yeah. Okay. Just one who is one. Who is one. Yeah. And I can't imagine what it's going to be like. Because, like, I, t- I used to talk to my parents about stuff and I was... And it blew my mind once that they were from a generation before plastic existed. Like, wow. plastic was invented in their lifetime. Right. And that blew oh, my God. mind. But, yeah. like, we got all of those. <laughs> we got, yeah. like, computers and computers in your pocket. Right. Computers, you know. And, like, that must be, like, so mind-blowing for for a younger generation, like, for your kids to to picture. Yeah, absolutely. And presumably my unborn ones. I've, I teach mostly darkroom photography, so I am living in my past in a way and like introducing them to what used to be. And something that might not be around in their lifetime. Yeah. And that they might not ever be interested in doing again. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like, a, um, uh, it's just interesting or um, something different. And um, I think the patience that it requires, there are only maybe one or two each year that are interested in pursuing it even more past high yeah. school, you know. Do you like, I remember my photo teacher in high school used to do um, these cheats where he would keep the uh, the liquid in a, uh, it, it just in like, I, just a container that kept it at room temperature, just mm-hmm. like at the room temperature, so they wouldn't have to like stress out about. Uh, oh yeah, you do that. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm very okay. relaxed about <laughs> it. I mean, like we have a pretty climate controlled room that's always about sixty eight degrees, and so that's don't have about to, what I do. Uh, uh, measure the temperature and adjust for the timing. No, no that's too much for a high no. school kid. Yeah, I think just as it is, remembering that you have to mix two parts of developer with your two <laughs> ounces of developer with 18 ounces of water is like hard enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's they're in, living in an automated society and, um, being able to work in a school where all of our visual arts department is very much about, um, making things by hand mm-hmm. and, um, doing, uh, um, manual, uh, things processes <laughs> is uh it's 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 great and I feel really lucky that we're doing that and trying to make sure that it's a part of their education because I think it is really helpful for so many so many myriad of ways yeah 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 I I it must be I just remember spending I was thinking the other day of like how much time I just spent not watching television because it was so bad. Yes. And things like oh my that. Gosh. Just like just the idea of having fun being bored. Yes. Is something that's completely foreign to me now. Even even at like just because I mean I've been really making an effort to not be on my phone as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, it's so um, 
it's becoming like I I am about to tackle Snow Crash. I don't know if you know who Neil Stevenson is. I saw that you had yeah, that yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, and I'm excited about it, but I don't know because it's very dense, like mm-hmm. nerdy tech stuff uh, about you know nerdy science fiction. I think I've read recently. The only books that I've been able to read are like on an iPad are the. Uh, foundation series mm-hmm. i'm 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 a sci-fi guy mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I grew up in i grew up with a, a sci-fi dad yeah. so yeah uh, and it, but but even that it's just not the same like tactile experience it, it and it makes and i think that the fact that i can do so many other things on that machine yeah. like the only thing that I, that I really read a lot are, are comics just because mm-hmm. it's just like it's somewhat got a foot in yeah. <laughs> in reading but yeah uh i'm with you there yeah, yeah. i need yeah, I think this this all kind of ties into the topic that I w- wanted to bring to the table today, yeah, yeah. Um, which is FOMO. FOMO, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, which fear of miss- missing out. Fear of missing out. Yeah. And but I think I I don't know if that's the best way to condense what I'm thinking about, but definitely the fact that um, we're on our phones. And photographs allow us to see other people's lives all the time yeah. and see what we're not doing yeah, or what yeah. we could be doing. Um, and I'm also a person who really thrives on experiencing the world through images and through visuals. And like, mm. that's how I like to um, learn. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I love reading comics and graphic novels as oh, part you do? of that. Okay. I haven't in a while. In a while. Like, but so- what, were you, what were you into? Uh, Saga was the last thing I was reading. Okay. Did you read that? No. Okay. Is that, what, is that a vertigo? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, um, uh, uh. It, uh, it's the same, same people as Why the Last Man. Did you read that? No. But oh, these are like well, indie these are comics. Good. Yeah. 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 yeah that, so that, I guess that. Yeah. No, I, I just usually have access to like what's on the subscription apps. Mm. Like I do the DC Comics oh, subscription. Cool. Uh, I I hated the Marvel one because it's it's just like every mm. every month it has a, a new issue, but um but it it is uh I don't want to just get off on on comics because that's not your topic but, <laughs> but yeah it, I it, don't know and I don't know enough about yeah, it yeah <laughs> but it is uh it it's it's sort of related to how we just consume each other's lives as well right because yes. there is sort of like a narrative involved there that uh is maybe incomplete but uh curated and Mm -hmm. whatnot Mm -hmm. and i mean as as artists i think that uh like as a community we're a lot more deliberate in our use of that Mm -hmm. and less i mean to some degree it's always about hey guys look at what i'm doing right but um but since we are already seeking a, an audience mm-hmm. to see stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's sort of a, a a pretty good match. Like not just photographers, obviously, but like yeah. everybody. Yeah. And and that's why I struggle with it so much because like I wouldn't have met you if yeah, it absolutely. wasn't for Instagram. Um, and so I do think, and I like to use it very intentionally, like. I've um, told family members that uh, who've asked me about my art practice. I say that I use Instagram as like a sketchbook because for a photographer, it's like yeah. I can like take pictures and 
get feedback from people and then like consider whether or not I want to go back and like photograph that thing more seriously, you know, with a film camera or, um, you know, it's a, it's a place to experiment publicly, I guess is Uh how I think about it. And I don't really think about it as a branding tool. Um, and that also, I think kind of forces an opinion on it, but anyway, like, uh-huh. uh, but I do, it's like a slippery slope, like that people can become aware of my work that way, but I also don't want to advertise, I guess. Okay. Um, why is that? Um, you, 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 why, What's the hesitation? I guess I think once advertising goes into the the area of like of branding, and then I think you can easily kind of uh, distort what you're making for your audience, or you want to. And maybe I'm just personally feel like I'm more susceptible to that, but. Um, I think the more public you are, the more susceptible you are to changing who you are based yeah, on based how on people the, how, are how people responding. responding. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is, <clears throat> I'm not sure I, I understand how that ties into branding though. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I guess. Get, I mean, I get what you're saying, but, uh, like, so... <sighs> You are averse to, I guess what you're saying is you're averse to um, setting parameters that limit your, you and setting an expectation. Like say like a de Chirico who had to start painting like de Chirico mm-hmm. again to, mm-hmm. to make a living. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems fair. Yeah. yeah. Even though I'm very much like also um, a teaching artist and I mm. will be a teacher for the rest of my career and, and kind of in a way because of how much time it takes that does take up most of my time and like my I won't ever make money off of my art practice so if I was a different kind of artist maybe I would I would feel differently but it in in the end it feels like it's more of a more private what I put out there even though I'm putting it in the public is it is your account set to private it is okay. because right. of my job. job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, I was thinking more. That too. Of, no, but I was thinking more from a, a practical standpoint. When I promote you on Instagram, mm. I'm not going to be able to repost your images. So I'm going right. to need you to send me some. Right, I will. <laughs> but, uh, will. but yeah, I, that's interesting. No, I and I don't think that that's like an invalid uh, way of thinking about it. Um, what if some, somehow people got an interest Hmm. in your work and gave you the opportunity to become a successful artist. Is that just not of interest to you? And successful. I I mean, I'm just, I'm just posing hypotheticals and I'm just curious because of the way that you you're talking about it and, and not, not, there's there's no judgment and there's no no judgment if you, if you leave the, uh, the job as well. Yeah. Uh, I just, it seems like very parameter mm-hmm. and it and it also seems like your online presence by definition has to be somewhat private mm-hmm. so that's true i wonder yeah how, did when did you how when did you start teaching because now we're talking about fomo for <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah um i started teaching as a student 
as an undergrad mm-hmm. in 2005. Um, and you went into art education? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, we had the opportunity to take a class um, in the photo department at NYU where you would work with uh, young people in uh, New York City public high schools that um, didn't have the same um, visual arts resources. Uh-huh. Uh, so they would come to uh, NYU and we would uh, teach them an analog uh, course in 35 millimeter photography uh, oh, for free as an after school program. And so it was a way for us to learn how to teach. We were mentored by our professors um, and then a way for these young people to have access to um, beautiful facilities and, and, and an art class. So from there, I uh, knew that this was how I wanted to balance my art making and making a living for myself because I'm also and I guess this goes back to what I was saying earlier is like I've just never been a good self-promoter I'm I've never quite Mm -hmm. had the I was just talking to my sister-in-law about this who's an artist and is is gaining a lot of momentum and selling a lot of work and um I've just never been confident enough to to sell myself Mm -hmm. and that's part of it yeah, yeah. I think and it's so few and far between that someone will just kind of swoop swoop in and um want to you <laughs> well, know I did yeah <laughs> and, and and I, because no this is just yeah. surprising to me to be, to see the intention behind it because it does seem like a very competent uh oh. way of promoting yourself on mm. Instagram so yeah. maybe maybe I can convince you that you're actually good at this <laughs> well at some it's point. it's really um interesting to hear your perception and because I, I didn't usually realize, only talk, yeah I, I didn't realize you were a, a high school professor at all when I when oh, I reached out to you so nice I, yeah and then <laughs> well no I'm just it telling works. you <laughs> but I'm just I'm just I'm just surprised um by the modesty uh because it's so far from what you know, mm-hmm. not that your presence is boisterous, but it's, it's, uh, hmm. it, I mean, I, do, I definitely don't invite people on the show who can't promote themselves, all, right. you know, on Instagram. Otherwise I wouldn't be interested mostly. Right. Cause yeah. like, that's how I find out about the broader sen- like thrust of their work. But then mm-hmm. I also find out things like this. So I'm just like, yeah. uh, surprised. I guess I spend so much time on Instagram that I'm like, maybe subconsciously like playing the game yeah. in a way and like well, no, I don't, I'm not judging it no I'm I, not I'm, I'm just I'm just this is like this we're like we're in a therapy session right now and I'm not I don't uh, want to put any 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 I, I feel like I invited <laughs> that and I'm totally welcome to it being that way so I, I hope uh, you're on board um well no I I think you're very competent um but uh, yeah, no, it's just surprising to me. And I don't, I don't mean to say that like everybody plays the game, mm-hmm. even though, uh, I just think that, um, like one of the things that I talk on the show sometimes is that, is that thing about like uh, this particular thing about people, artists being averse to branding themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and I, um, I guess I always say that you're going to have to figure out a different a way, a way that works for you if you don't want to use Instagram. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to like network, but it seems like you have a pretty comfortable spot that you're happy with. Mm-hmm. And one one detail that I want to 
say, going back to what we were talking about, like, um, growing up, I remember I had one teacher growing up that had a tattoo. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and it was a rose that wasn't finished. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love everything that that says. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. And, and, uh, <laughs> and, the, and, and, and like just poking out of your sleeves, you have like, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of, a lot of tattoos, tattoos yeah. and, um, it's something that, I, like living in LA now, I, uh, people see them more in the beginning. But when I was in New York, I would know people for months in the winter, oh, yeah, and then yeah. come warm weather, they'd be like, "Who are you? <laughs> like, how did I miss this whole side of you?" Um, yeah. So you never know. Well, but that's also something that's not in your Instagram, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so it's uh, yeah. that, That's that's kind of <laughs> brings me to like. It's very professional the way you present yourself mm -hmm. on Instagram. It's not very, uh, like, aside from your the picture of you holding your baby, mm -hmm. I think, are you breastfeeding in that mm -hmm. picture? And then taking a picture, mm -hmm. uh, which is also pretty, uh, not branded, but you, you get what I'm saying? Like, it gives, it, it's, it, it, it speaks to... Uh, an identity that you're putting forth. Yes. Right. And yeah. I, I, is the word branding the, the thing that makes that, that you have mm. a problem with? Yeah, maybe it is, uh, that, and like, I struggle with, uh, this traditional notion of self portraiture and uh -huh. versus the selfie. Yeah, yeah. And then I think along those lines, I'm trying to think of like a, similar comparison with branding, but I feel like branding is to selfie as self-portraiture is to something mm. I, that I want to put in that hole, but like um, maybe just a portfolio or something as an artist. Um, and maybe more than a sketchbook, I see that space as being a portfolio or a place where portfolios can exist aside from a website. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know exactly where I was going with that. Well, we can go now back. That I've it, said it out loud. <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I followed you. I mean, it doesn't, yeah. it, it didn't, I did, I, it didn't leave me wanting for, for more, Thanks. like for more clarification. Um, so how does FOMO tie into your, uh, your experience I think because I'm around young people all the time and while I'm trying to, you know, provide, uh, some knowledge that I've gained over the years and teach them a specific set of tools, mm -hmm. um, I'm also inviting them to have, um, to be part of a safe space where they can explore and be themselves and, in mentoring that side of them, I'm often given windows into what it's like to be a teenager right now, mm. especially because I'm teaching photography, right? Yeah, and yeah. I'm encouraging them to photograph their lives and what's important to them. And um, just seeing, I think it was my first year teaching that I was able to see a student's profile on Instagram. So this was... 2015, my mm. first year teaching full-time in this job. And I was terrified at how young women are, are putting themselves out there. Yeah, like, yeah. especially in LA, uh, specifically the, the bathing suit butt shot. 
God. <laughs> Have you <laughs> noticed? We didn't grow up with butt with, with uh, mannequins that were just butts facing outwards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like a, a, a 2010s is, thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the decade of the butt. Of the butt just facing outwards. Mm-hmm. Like that. This is this is how you butt advertise. Over G. face. Yeah. No, just disembodied butt. Disembodied butt with legs. And and honestly, those were some of the first pictures I saw were these girls as like disembodied butts because you don't see their face. <laughs> yeah. Or if anything, you see like them looking over their shoulder. Like, Isn't that called a know. belfie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that there's a term mm-hmm. for it that I, I, mm. I picked up and that you knew. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally a belfie. Um, and so I think, you know, in... In thinking about my curriculum and what I teach, I'm I spend a whole uh, trimester, a third of the year, on self portraits, and the and where I ask the students to make self portraits, and we look at all different kinds of self portraiture because mm. I'm because um, you wanted I'm, to get them away from the selfie a little bit. I, and the belfie. <laughs> I'm so concerned, <laughs> and I think that's also where this uh, where the generation gap uh, rears its head. You yeah. know, it's like. And, um, you know, as a teenager, I remember, um, buying disposable cameras and my friends and I would take pictures of each other, like dressed up in outfits that we were really proud of and like wanted to take pictures that kind of looked like we were pretending to be models and just Mm -hmm. like a way of like a teenage girl, like getting comfortable in her skin is by being able to like look at a picture and be like, that's what I look like and have it be more permanent than just glancing in the mirror, having your friend tell you how good you look, you know, I think there's something about holding your image and being able to like think about it as you're coming of age and analyze it. That's helpful and harmful, you know? Um, but that's kind of how I remember kind of casual, not really thinking about it just for fun, taking Mm -hmm. pictures of each other. But now, you know, young women will use their phone cameras as the mirror to look at themselves, but then, but then it can also be semi-permanent and you can just like document yourself at every minute Mm -hmm. and look at it and analyze it and overthink it and distort it and Photoshop it and all of these things that, um, I, I, it's overwhelming. Yeah. It's overwhelming to me. And, um, well, as someone yeah. who's actively trying to teach them a, a tradition of this tool that they're, uh, you know, that has kind of become ubiquitous mm-hmm. everywhere. And every, you know, you used to be the person that had the camera, right? you know, and, and the person that had the camera sort of hid behind it a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, they were there, but not in the documentation Mm -hmm. a lot of the times. So, but they were also the person that collected the memories for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's, it it must be very intense. (laughs) It is very intense. And, and as you were saying that, I was just thinking about how I'm also somehow, I've been surprised. I'm not as surprised anymore because I've seen it happen more than once, but, 
through kind of these little peeps into my students' social media through accounts that aren't private or when students show me, there are definitely like photographers on campus who do not take my class, but they are like the photographer who makes everyone look really hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and like does like photo shoots with kids, <laughs> uh, but they're not interested in photography as I teach it, yeah. you know, because that's not, that's not what that tool is for, for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and. But they know about light. They know to take pictures yeah, in and the shadow. Yeah, they got fancy the cameras yeah. and all of that, but oh, it's all they, about. They, it's not just with an iPhone. No, they'll, they'll even have DSLRs. Oh, wow. Um, but. That's right. When kids are young, they have access to infinite resources. <laughs> right? And especially at an um, independent school. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that those photographs are about image and so many of the photographs that are made. And it, and it was when we were growing up in a way, too. There yeah, the, like rock stars and whatnot. Any yeah. Any wits. Right. Yeah. I mean, not that um, we were growing up when she was taking pictures, but we're, no. we're still relevant when we were studying photography. Yeah, and especially like in Rolling Stone and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, but, Oh, yeah. and also teen magazines and whatnot. Because, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I guess when I say image... So maybe the whole social media is just like 17 magazine, but like everybody's contributing to it i think in a certain age bracket yeah yeah Yeah, for sure yeah i wonder what it must be like to evolve as a kid with tastes and and sort of be like into a scene on Mm -hmm. social media and like be into maybe these kinds of pictures and then maybe sort of get jaded and that's such a weird relationship to uh society Mm -hmm. in this very um you can be niche and selective, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because even with the show, and I do have to think in terms of branding, but I understand what you're saying. And and I do think that that's an interesting point that it's like, um, like the self-portrait is to the selfie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also kind of a new responsibility that like humans have taken on. Yes. <clears throat> and, and so everybody is sort of selling themselves. Yes. Um, which is is a crazy way to live in a, in a capitalist society. I was just, yeah, <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. It's so it's creepy. Yeah. It's, it's very intense. And, and it's almost like we stumbled on this. Cause I remember like when Facebook happened, it was this company that was like so innovative and no one really knew how it was going to make money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh like, and then, and, and, and all of a sudden, like, they just like figure out like, Oh, we've got the most valuable data in the world. And what's crazy about that shit is that you don't even, uh, we, we had a, I had a guest on, uh, Jamie Hamilton, who's mm-hmm. a good friend. Uh, he talks about telematic space and like, it doesn't even matter if it's true that you can, take that information and deduce things from it. Yeah. The perception is that it is, so it has value. Mm-hmm. And and so <laughs> it's it's a strange thing and to live so publicly and make mistakes publicly mm-hmm. is uh is crazy. And just the idea of like there's a term that's cringy to refer to social media posts mm-hmm. like or you, and then now that becomes like in uh in interpersonal relationships kids say that like 
<laughs> you know, yeah. like they've taken a term that that existed in response to people posting things that are cringy and not, and be like, hey, bro, you're being cringy right now. Oh, my gosh. I have to <laughs> ask my students all the time what they're saying. <laughs> What's uh, Can you give share some uh, I, I, I I wish um, I had more on <laughs> the was, tip of my tongue. But <laughs> I like, I know as like um, f- uh, fire. But that's like more known now because there's yeah. the fire emoji yeah, that, yeah. you know, you can use but fire for everything. fire was like... I don't know. I mean, you I don't use know. fire. Well, fire in Miami came oh. came from uh, from yo. That's that fire talking about like good pot. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I've been just... like, when you were talking about your pictures, I was like, <laughs> I'm on good behavior because I was like, oh yeah, I remember us <laughs> a night where we took pictures of us with the ski masks, and there was a lot of drugs involved. Yeah. <laughs> but like that, that's. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just digesting that. But, um, oh, that's funny. But the, uh, I'm, now I'm reminiscing, <laughs> but it's the, all part of it. No, but, but that's, what's crazy now. Like now there was some level of anonymity when we did that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we had the pictures and those were private. Mm-hmm. Those, those like a private you picture. Have the collection. negatives. I mean, it's all yeah. material stuff. You yeah. can, and, yeah. but now like people get in trouble for posting shit on Instagram that mm-hmm. like they shouldn't, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. a wild, wild fucking time. It really is. And does any, do you, sorry, what ahead. were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, when you were talking about that people make mistakes publicly and you can see that, I think it's also equally notable that people can eliminate all of their mistakes, you know, and and just delete them and only show a very specific, perfect picture. To new people, yeah. 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 What I was going to ask you, but then I realized you might still have something relevant to what we were saying is, uh, do you, are there any accounts that you follow that give you FOMO or, or are you just more curious about it as an industry? Um, both. Um, and I think I'm really grappling with like how important Instagram is to me to like keep going because I do worry about how much time I'm spending on it and, uh, in in consuming images and stuff, in consuming images, but then also in being a consumer because the amount of times I will click on targeted ads and then buy things from those ads is obscene. Like, (laughs) Oh really? I mean, not really. I'm being dramatic, (laughs) but like obscene. Sounds like an addiction. Right. Well, it is. It's <laughs> well, totally Instagram is an definitely addiction. like it's a serotonin. Uh, yeah. yeah. And and that's it's the, I guess it's the the like factor, mm-hmm. right? Like how many people are into what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Can be can be overwhelming, and like and then you just like getting unreasonably excited because like a certain amount of people saw a story and you're just like. This isn't real. Yeah, yeah it's all <laughs> then, a, a construct, and y- yeah, you don't have to buy into it or pay attention, and but it's so seductive. And yeah, it's like uh, it's it's kind of how it's like a just concentrated version of uh, Facebook, where like mm-hmm. there's not enough room. They kind of trimmed off all the bullshit that mm-hmm. you could do on Facebook that was annoying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then now Facebook is trying to introduce these like features where they're like, "Oh, this person posted for the first time in a long time," and I'm like, 
<sighs> who gives a fuck? Right, <laughs> right. What them. does that say about them? Like, <laughs> yeah. what are you trying to say? Yeah, and like you're kind of trying to get me to like their pictures so that they will start using it again. Right. You know, right. because it, you get, hey, yo, hook them too. Yeah. I need to start stop doing that clap thing because it's it sounds really bad <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast. But yeah. Um, I feel a lot of FOMO specifically about art. Okay. Um, and the fact that I spent the last year raising an infant person and I wasn't able to get out and see art, mm-hmm. or I would use that as an excuse to not go out and see art. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty decent excuse, though. It, it is. Like, early on? Yeah, they're also, like, Especially very with... portable humans, though, at that age. Like, you can... Yeah, but th- we live in a, in a measles world. That's true. Uh, all right, Good old, old, point. Old enough to uh, to have vaccinations? Yes. Okay. Just, yes. Um, yeah, because that's not... You can't fuck no, around anymore. No, you cannot. Yeah. Vaccinations are crucial. Um, but now... But now She's vaccinated. She's vaccinated, she, yeah. and uh, but she's also. I love that walking. I assumed gender correctly. <laughs> you did, well, and we talked about it. I think I mentioned. Okay. That I have a daughter. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I think, um, and then that's a reason why I I've also like uh, told myself I need to stay on Instagram is so that I can be in touch with what's going on in the art world yeah, and yeah. what my peers are doing. And also, you know, as a teaching tool, like the amount of photographers and artists that I find out about via Instagram that I can then introduce to my students. And then Mm. I feel like I'm showing more relevant work because it's very contemporary. Um, So, but I, you know, that's kind of hard. Is that like, is that really FOMO? And like, what am I missing out on? Uh, you know, it's not going to openings necessarily. Like I, I, I think it's just, I guess, getting out and seeing things in person, which is really important and not just being reliant on seeing everything through a screen. Yeah. I had a weird thing happen to me the other day where I was like, cause I'm also a bit of a not get out and see art Mm -hmm. all the time when things are stressful. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I wanted to go to something, but then at the last minute, I was like, I'm just going to stay in. And then I saw all the Instagram posts because like I can still, I, I, it's like to work up the energy to be social and go it's out hard. And, and mingle. It's like, and then you see the posts and then you're like, oh, everybody I knew was there. Like, why didn't yeah. I just go? Yeah. <laughs> it's such a weird, uh, I, I guess in that sense, it, it, it helps me sort of be like, dude, don't be stupid. Just go. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to run into someone that you know. Um, but in it is it, it is a lot easier to just scroll through something. Yep. And then and also to just scroll through the same images until Instagram is like, you're done. Yes. <laughs> you've, you've seen all the posts. Oh God, I'm glad I haven't gone... <laughs> I haven't had that in a while because you know you're like <laughs> yeah, really yeah. in deep. Um, but maybe it's because I follow too many accounts now too. Yeah, like yeah. it's impossible. I think there's also something, I. it seems like you might relate to this um, about our age where I feel like social anxiety is is present for me in a way that it wasn't when I was a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's also part of why I I'm not like 
always pushed to go out. Um, I think the city also, you know, you could live in a city that is more conducive to wanting to get in the car and go somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I find, you know, when I've lived in places that are easier to walk or have better public transportation, I'm much more prone to go out because I'm already walking a lot. Yes. But the car thing here is uh, burdensome. It sure is. And coming from New York, that was a really big shift for us yeah. uh, and and my husband way more so because I grew up here okay. and I felt like there was a little bit of a learning curve getting back into driving. But then I'm like, oh, all right, I remember this. This is this is what this thing is. Yeah. But for him, it's it was a really... It was really difficult and really hard to make plans with people. Because I think it's, there's just so many steps to doing something. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, you just, you have to, first of all, you have to get dressed like, mm-hmm. well, you can't just like schlep it in the city <laughs> and or you will feel weird. <laughs> someone's going to photograph you yeah. and post it on Instagram. <laughs> so you got to look good. Yeah. So... So that's the first like effort you have to build up to make. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah. And then it can be overwhelming to just be at an opening and like, just like you, there's really, it's a white fucking room Mm -hmm. (laughs) with light. Yeah. There's no dark corners to hide. No, No, you're just like, so sometimes you're like, you'll, you'll show up and it's like, oh fuck like yeah yeah i am i'm not invisible here no we're, we're like you kind of may want to do that when you're and this is specifically at openings like it's nice to go to uh, galleries when uh, during off hours which is yes. kind of my jam now oh yeah yeah and i think um yeah i i get i feel even guiltier when i'll see i'll see that something's closed and i'm like oh i remember that yeah. opening was months ago and i just didn't yeah. Yeah. And it's also not, sometimes the places are just so crowded, you can't like even see the work. Like I went to right. the all women's uh, biennial? biennial yesterday. Oh yeah, that's on my list. Oh, oh How yeah. was it? It was so crowded. Wow. <laughs> it was like, because it's, I thought it was in the Tons event. of artists, Tons, right? yeah. Like, there's, okay. there, there's, there's maybe a little too much work in there, but yeah. I get what they're doing. Because it's so. salon style. Like, yeah. Just yeah, like yeah. every, okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's, I, I mean, I, I get it. I, and I understand why they made that choice. I'm not being critical, mm-hmm. but in being in a room with so much art, with so many people, yeah. just, I was just like, I can't like, you know, it was the opening. So definitely a good idea to go when it's not, uh, an opening, yeah. but yeah. Well, summer break. Yeah. And I always use that as like my vessel for everything that I don't get to do during the year. And it's a finite amount of time, but yeah. Does it fly by? It does. Yeah. Because it's really not, a lot of people think of it as like the whole three months, but it's really like six to eight weeks. But I'm not complaining. It's great. It's really great. Um, and then I think also like FOMO as uh, a new parent, uh, is tough. And I think I really experienced it for the first time in a major way when I realized I really wanted to have kids and we were trying to conceive and it didn't happen right away. Mm. And I felt like every other woman I saw on Instagram was showing her pregnant selfie. And I was just like, (laughs) This is so, 
that's um, not healthy. It it's not sound. healthy, <laughs> and that's not going to help things in any way. Um, if you are, you know, leaning into the jealousy, yeah. and so for the first time, so that was like two, three years ago, I felt like I could understand a little bit more what my kids are going through in terms of my students, in terms of constantly looking at what they feel they don't have. Jesus. Yeah. Just like, I mean, it just, (laughs) it used to be that I went to a a private school that had a uniform and there was big drama because it became about who had the nicest shoes. Yeah. That's how the class system broke Oh, it's broke still down. that way. It's the yeah. way, the, way it, the, the Gucci shoes are. <laughs> it wasn't even Gucci in our day. It was like cool, I'm glad. cool basketball shoes. As it should be. It should always be cool basketball shoes. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I can't imagine just like the jealousy of like looking at following like, uh, more wealthier people than you mm-hmm. and how bad that must be for your soul just yes. <laughs> and just coveting actively like uh that that breaks my heart to see a kid to think of a kid that's like stuck stuck on that oh god yeah and cuz that we also didn't grow up with like like rap kind of started to get uh, a capitalist around our generation yep. before that we, we, we lived through the Afrocentric stuff mm-hmm. and, and, you know, the positive rap that like, uh, maybe was a little preachy, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Chayru the Damage. Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck, I don't want to listen to an entire album of this guy telling me how to live my life. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like even that, like, I mean, flossing and all of that shit with 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 flexing i guess is what you would call it now because flossing is the dance but right <laughs> yeah i'm such an old old, old oh right <laughs> see no that see how long that took me to put that all together i'm still i i don't i just i don't think people say i think people say flexing now instead of like yo you you flexing dog instead of like Yo, why are you flossing? <laughs> yes. No, that's true. <laughs> Which is a fun generational thing. I listen to dad rap, guys. That's what it's called now. Oh, my gosh. A 13-year-old uh, boy it, it confirmed that Beyonce is definitely mom music. Yeah. And I was oh, like, I, oh, I'm okay. like, when is that going to happen? <laughs> She's been famous for way, for for like almost as long as rap has been capitalist. And as a mother of three, like, yeah, Yeah. she's definitely on that side of things. But after Homecoming on Netflix, I was like, I was so moved and like excited. and, and, And my students are like... Some of them were like on board and others were like, yeah, okay, you go, you go, mom. Watching your mom thing. Okay. What have what else have you been uh, called an old lady for for liking? Oh, gosh! I gosh! Uh, <laughs> Aren't you? Are you Midwestern? No, I grew up in um, La Crescenta, just <laughs> north. Well, Glendale, it, uh, North yeah. Glendale, North Glendale. Uh, I I would I have to 
I don't have anything specific. Um, well, I don't know. When I was in high school, we were like, I think the 70s was very popular because mm-hmm. it was like the 90s. Yeah. So I'm trying to think back. I mean, I guess for them now, it's probably the early aughts that... It is. Which is, which is like It's like horrifying. when I graduated high school. Because like the early aughts were a response to grunge and like, mm-hmm. and everybody was like frosting their tips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was gross. Yeah. It was like, ah, oh, so disappointing when you've been waiting for two, the year 2000 for so long and like... Like the last cool year was the year 2000, I think. <laughs> it's wild how the fashion is coming full circle and they're starting to wear things that I wore in high school. Like what? Um, thick, the, like the wide corduroy uh, baggy pants. Oh, yeah. Those are Wide cord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just um, pictured them in brown. They might be nice in a different color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they, yeah, because that's our uniform is a khaki pant. So like kind of like riffing on the uniform and oh. trying to bend the rules a little ah. bit. Um, and then like two girls I saw today with like baggy sweatpants and then like baby tees. Mm-hmm. Baby tees. The baby tee is back. That, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And, and Jordan's. Air Jordans, yeah. So it's like, and like <laughs> it's all it's all. Reused. It's so weird, yeah. Um, I I don't know if there yeah. will ever be a good decade to emulate <laughs> style wise really? in, in the next thirty years. When are UGG boots coming back? Like, oh God, I hope not. <laughs> or did they ever leave? Really, I don't know. I feel like they're kind of just lingering in the periphery. Yeah. Uh, I we, don't know. Well, the thing is, we don't hang out at a lot of universities, so yes. I'm sure that that's where, like, thank goodness. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think if glad. we go to, down to UCLA, oh. it'll be a lot of UGG boots. Mm-hmm. I think but, that's maybe why I didn't really pursue adjuncting that seriously. <laughs> I was like, there's a lot of reasons why I'm really happy to be teaching in high school, and maybe that's one well, it of seems them. like much more stable. I, I would guess. Um, yes, yeah. as a career one, trajectory, one yeah. destination to drive to. Oh, I feel very lucky. I feel so lucky, um, yeah. that I landed this right after graduate school. It was hard to leave New York and the group of people that I, um, met in grad school there. Mm-hmm. And as, as we were just starting to be comfortable with one another and like, uh, I have FOMO for that mm-hmm. a lot. Um, all of the people that I went to Columbia with and their art careers taking off and everyone going to each other's openings and stuff. And um, But wh- what are, what are you going to do? I can't, I can't dwell on it. I'm, I'm glad to be back here. And I was also really glad to experience the L.A. art scene as an adult person because yeah. um, New York's really cutthroat and um, upsetting most of the time, or I found <laughs> it to be in turn. Well, <laughs> I think that like when you have to pay that much rent and like, and struggle to mm-hmm. like live in a tiny apartment, yeah, it can be not a fun lifestyle. I think that that it makes you hard. Yeah, it yeah. really does. And, you know, people warned me about it and I didn't really see it until I moved away from it and realized like what I had been putting myself through for yeah, 13 yeah. years. And, 
Um, I'm really glad I did it. I'm really glad I did it in my twenties when I <laughs> yeah. could take it. Um, yeah, I don't think I, I think my, my romance, like I was, I always wanted to live in New York for a little while, but I just, that I moved to California first and that was the, the wrong approach. <laughs> did you, you went to high school in Miami? Yeah, I went mm-hmm. to high school in Miami. I went to college in Miami and, uh, in, uh, Maryland. Oh, cool. And then, uh. I moved out here in 2008. So okay. I've been here, I guess, going on 11 years. Or, yeah, it's 11 years. Wow. So I like it. Uh, there's some things that I miss to an efficient city. And, um, like, I'm, I've been... <clears throat> I've been driving for a delivery service. I, I had mm-hmm. to that clear my throat so that I didn't <laughs> say the name of it. I was like, that, that's what that pause was. I was about to be like, oh, this isn't nope. public. <laughs> nope. But it's it, it it I've it's been good in that I've learned the city a lot more mm-hmm. on this side of town because yeah. I don't really I didn't really know how to navigate downtown that well. Mm-hmm. Now I know. The, how the numbering system works. I know oh. that Olympic falls between 8th and 9th. That's so impressive. Yeah. I still don't know that. <laughs> but it, it, but um, for me, like, there's... I see jobs opening, like, clerical jobs, you mm-hmm. know, or, uh, like, there's a market here that has a, a register, a cash mm-hmm. register job, and I'm like, fuck, I hope it pays enough. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just want to fucking walk, walk down to the work. street. Yeah. Uh, and if like, only... That that would be amazing, or it's just something downtown that I could ride my bike to. Like I'm just oh, tired. Yeah. I've, I'm sick of driving. Yeah. The idea of getting into my car and just burning gas and like, ugh, it's it's starting to get to me. You yeah. know, like it it's been. I mean, I was always a temporary thing, but like the uh, urgency to leave it has has picked up because um, it's also very isolating. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't realize how much you get out of interacting with people at work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like just saying hi and bye to, mm-hmm. to like restaurants and like, and people was just like spending most of your time in your car is, uh, very, very, it seems cool. At first I was like, oh, I'll just listen to podcasts. No one's going to fuck with me. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems like that's going to be great and then, for a while. And then you're just like man, I'm just fucking up the environment mm-hmm. like with every, every mile I drive. So yeah, I'm like, I, I do struggle with like the sparseness of the city. I think that on the, I think the reason that people like the East side so much is because it's less sprawly than the West side. Hmm. I think like the, mm-hmm. you know, like Santa Monica also, there's no parking in Santa Monica ever. Yeah. You have you just have to pay. I have no it. desire to go there. <laughs> and the last couple of times I have, it's be- it was like a vacation. Yeah, Technically, yeah. I was staying at a, staying, staying in a hotel, hotel. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, that's fun. I could see that being nice, just spending time by the beach. But like, and then to go to the beach is nice. I'm not, but like to just be in Santa Monica for the fuck of being in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's not, not something I'm like, woo. Um, and, and that's even with the expo line that would take me out to the beach. I was, I was living in Culver city right next to that, which is why my rent went like crazy skyrocketed. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, I can see, I, I guess 
I don't suffer that much FOMO now that I'm thinking about it. Because I'm not, like... Even when I see something that I'm an event that I missed, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but you would have had to be there and talk to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. like that can be fun, but if you're not in the fucking mood, like it's not fun, right? Yeah, I guess it comes down to feeling as I'm aging and now a parent the the fact that time is feels more finite. Yeah. And I really have to use it. I have to use every part yeah, of it yeah. to the, the the best uh possible way. And um so if I'm not actively making art, I feel like I should be seeing it and I I guess yeah. it's all it's like it's just it's co- it's constantly confronting me with the word should which mm. a therapist once told me <laughs> is a terrible word. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I, there was a period where I was like I'm just going to start saying could instead. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> could but is good. Could is good. Not should. Um yeah. I think that it's also it's I I don't know. Uh I think that it's also one of those things where it's kind of like going to the gym mm-hmm. where like uh, if you're going regularly, it's easy to get that momentum to, you know, going to, to go, see art, going it's to like see going art. to the gym. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. I like that. And then, and then also like meeting someone at the gym is the same thing as meeting someone mm-hmm. to go see art because now you're held accountable. Doing, yeah. 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 And you don't want to flake on that person. It's a little bit harder for me to just be like, I'm going to go on my own. I know there's going to be people there. And I, like it, that if I haven't been doing that, if I haven't been going at all mm-hmm. to just up and do it, like I did that yesterday, but it was like, I was like, uh, I'm trying to, increase my willpower mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and and uh and uh and sort of like live up to the commitments i make to myself a little bit mm-hmm. but yeah this is a city that makes it very easy to not do that right i'm wondering if you can somehow like make like flip it and by you know and that maybe some people do this by posting that you were there. It's like you're holding yourself accountable and like publicly saying like. Yeah. No. And, thing. and that's kind of one of the motivations, but then I've gotten so good at posting other shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I've just have so many other things that I can post Yeah, that. And I think that like, this is one of the things that has made it, uh, this is one of the ironies of doing the show. It's like, I did it so that I would know more people. Mm-hmm. Um, but then now it's also a thing where like, well, I talked to an artist just the other day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I did I did my socializing and stuff. Right. You know, so... Done. Yeah, so that also plays into the laziness. I, like, I don't know. I For me, what I miss out on is seeing the art, not so much the social scene that surrounds it. Yes. Yeah. That's what I get bummed out about. Like I, I, you know, if I saw, but then I can also trick myself with the Instagram I was like, well, I saw it, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's, I yeah. think exactly what I'm speaking to is like, you know, like the gym, whenever you go and see art, I would assume you agree. You like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. I feel yeah. so much better. Yeah. And, uh, and even yeah. if I go to a space and I don't know anybody and it's, it's never that weird. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I just always build it up. Like, I, I guess I'm talking more about how I feel 
the ways that I talk myself out of going, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which is just, uh, you know, like, uh, it's, it's not going to be a bad experience either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, it never is. I've never gone to an opening or an, an art right. show. I've gone to a place and I've been like, oh, this is too crowded. I wish I could see the art. Right. But I've never gone and been like, oh my God, my life is destroyed. <laughs> waste of time. <laughs> what a waste of time. Yeah. This day is ruined. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's just one of those like quirks of being a person. Yeah. 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 I used to use my... Instagram a little bit more rigorously where I would post a photograph a day that I made that uh-huh. I thought was good. And, um, I, I think that there is so much about us as human beings that thrives on structure like that. And I, and I, I think about how social media plays into that yeah, as well. What's My Thesis is produced by Javier Proenza, who is talking in the third person. Reach out at whatsmythesis at gmail.com and follow us on all social media at What's My Thesis. Don't forget to review and subscribe. And if you donate to our Patreon, this is where I'll give you a shout out and make up what kind of art you make based entirely on your name and nothing else. <laughs>